Um, <laughs> Perfect. I started the recording, by the way. So, um, <laughs> so um, where where the hell are we? We are in what's going to be a development that tries to set the precedent in Tulum, where everybody is uh, developing real estate at the max uh, uh, built area that they can they can develop to sell. And we're trying to convince them that if you build less and sell it more exclusive, allow for more exclusive design and architecture to happen, that you can get to the same numbers, basically. No está? Puedes llamar a Jorge? Jorge Vasquez. Toca ahí en el camper. Oh. You're recording live. You're yeah. recording and then you upload it, no? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm recording and we'll upload it later. ¿Qué onda? Toque en el camper. Ah. Gracias. So, so, so basically... And, it, and who are you? <laughs> I'm Joanna Gomez. I'm, part, I'm together with Joshua Beck, partner at Collab Design Office. Uh, it's an architecture firm based in Tulum. And what brought us here was exactly the point that Cancun and Playa del Carmen were developing. They're the fastest... Uh, growing city in, in Latin America and therefore uh, we knew that Tulum was going to be the next city and we fell in love with Tulum so did you so we came here because we, we wanted to make a change no? yeah. try to steer a little bit the, the, the development so, and how did you um, how did you first come in contact with Tulum You were working with uh, a, a, I was working with Fernando Romero. It's an architect in Mexico City. Hola, Hola. ¿cómo estás? Mucho gusto. <laughs> and, um, and they actually wanted to eat... So Papaya Playa uh, was a hotel here, and they wanted to make their second phase, which was uh, first they made a pop-up, and then they wanted to make something a little bit more uh, less temporary. And they also had going this uh, Amigos de Tulum, which was exactly a group that was interested in setting a precedent of Tulum as a sustainable, uh, the first example of sustainable tourism. And they got in touch with my boss, but somehow they didn't, uh, it didn't really happen. So years later, I came to meet uh, Emilio again, was the owner of uh, Papaya. And he, he invited us to do a project, so we did papaya, and then we, from papaya we started getting like interest by all these areas, and particularly in, in trying to make a little change for how Tulum we could see that Tulum is going to develop. And yeah, that's how we we oh. got here. So basically, this is an eight-hectare eight uh, master plan, and what we did here that is different. So Aldea Zama is the most valuable real estate community in Toulon so far. That's 700 hectares that span the beach to the town. And they started their first development where actually a lot of shit was happening so that they, you basically can build wall to wall. Actually, JP, one, one time he went uh, from his old place where he was living, uh, he went to work and when he came back he had a wall going through his balcony. Wow. So it's it's right back there where you first live. Anna Laura also lived there. And uh, 
that inspired us to to try to make a development where we would set certain restrictions and actually not only saying to developers you can't build here but we really put like pedestrian roads like green areas between the lots uh -huh. so that they are definitely separate and that opens a lot of uh, possibilities architecturally you're going to see the project that we're doing here that you open all the corners and everything so Basically, in order to cut less trees, the development has one perimeter road so that the, all the lots can be accessed from that road. And then the interior heart, it's green. It's going to stay green. Um, we tried to propose uh, water, uh, rainwater uh, harvesting systems. It was too expensive for them. So what we did is that we designed the roads. Um, there's always a green buffer between that side. Gonna, we push the parking to the outside so that the buildings can look into a, into a green buffer and not look like, you never have the condition like road, parking, wall. Yeah. The parking is on the other side of the street. And then here there's a buffer of uh, greenery that's gonna vary with, and with the bike path. And then each pedestrian street is said, it's gonna be reforested uh, with um, uh, trees and plants from the area. So you're kind of gonna be able to tell that you live in the street of the, of the coconut trees or the Chechen or the Chakas, it's like all. Um, and we work with the road pendants to bring the water to the green areas so that it never gets swampy in the middle of the road. Cool. So this is gonna be the entrance actually. Um, I do have, do you wanna go up? Yeah, sure, that's it. Um, it's basically, you know, part of it is that it also has been changing a little bit with the time. So, so that's, that's yeah, it. Yeah, wow. It's going to be all covered with bamboo. It's basically the interior structure. It's concrete. Uh -huh. And then it's going to be like uh, the portal is going to be covered with bamboo and it's going to be transparent. So you see the lights and everything inside. And underneath, basically, it's going to be the lobby. Mm -hmm. That's between these, these two arches here. Here is where you come in and out of the development. And then up there, there's the, there's the office for the, for the guys that, well, basically our clients. We should go up, it's really cool, the view that you have there. And so, um, you're from Portugal originally though, hey? I do. Yeah? I come from Portugal, yeah. So, and how did you end up in Mexico in the first I, place? It's a long story. I never worked in Portugal, actually. I, from Portugal, I went to Berlin to make Erasmus, like an exchange program. Uh -huh. And from Berlin, I sent a portfolio to two offices, actually three offices. One was in Basel, Switzerland, and two were in Rotterdam. And I ended up being directly hired by one one studio in, in Rotterdam called MPRDV. And that's actually where I met Josh too. Uh, he was working for OMA. And from there, after a few years, I was kind of fed up with the weather. And a friend of mine invited me to come to LA to, to work with Fernando. Just so happened that the LA office didn't work so well because he didn't have the right paperwork. It was complicated. So he brought me to Mexico City. Cool. And then from Mexico City, that's kind of how it... And it Josh went. came with you to Mexico City, did he, or...? Well, we kind of had our... Uh, 
our ears where we, he was working in LA and they would come once in a while. And eventually, like when we came to Tulum, we realized that the potential and we kind of fell in love with it. And yeah. Yeah. So what, you're probably like one of the only architecture firms in Tulum these no, days, No, there's they? many. Are there's there? more, yeah, and there's a lot of people from Mexico City coming. There's actually across here, there's a lot, where Sordo Madaleno, Sordo Madaleno is like one of the older, more established Mexican architects. Okay. Um, and he's just about to start like a project right there. Okay. Which is pretty interesting. And yeah, so, so basically here, uh, this is the, it's a small kind of, it's kind of a parasite because this was not existing until like the office was already, like the, the structure was pre-advanced and they saw the potential of it and I was like, I want to have an office in Tulum. So we kind of nested on top of the, of the thing, but it's pretty cool because you're surrounded by the trees and, and, uh, it's like you're nested in the trees, no? Totally. So... So what are the um, like main construction materials you're working with? Uh, well, look, it's, it's basically a commitment between costs and, um, and possibilities, right? Yeah. Here, what is cheap is actually block, and uh-huh. this is the, the system that is more standard here. Uh-huh. So, I mean, we love the cast-in-place concrete. It makes it very architectural, but for here, it's just impossible to do it. Yeah. within budget. So we try to work with the materials that are uh, available economically on site. Yeah. Uh, whenever we have the clients, we definitely try to use more uh, less less um, industrial materials and try to go into more organic. We are worried with that. We are we have the yoga palapes doing done in bamboo. We incorporate bamboo in this in this project. And we started some studies with compacted earth. Uh, ramp earth, but uh, just so happens that here there's no dirt, so we're making experiments with Saskap, which is the sand that is from the limestone. Right. Like a cool. uh, thing with that is, so we have different tests using lesser or more percentages of cement, uh-huh. uh, but we need to run a test of um, uh, resistance. So you can. We could. Is it right that you can replace? What, what's the story with limestone? Like you can replace cement with limestone, can you? Yeah, you're talking about cal. That's a very old system. Okay. Um, it is true. The problem is that uh, it's actually much more sustainable because it, it breeds and becomes more resistant with the time, uh-huh. whereas cement is the other way around. The problem is that at some point in history, the cement industries totally like phased out the cal. Okay. Um, that's also a system we've been we've been looking into it, but it is expensive. Yeah. So. And uh, and you know all this stuff pretty well because you're, like you have a team of builders. Is that right? We um, can keep we can keep working as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're not just designing at the moment, are you? You're also building. Is that right? Yeah, we we kind of got pissed off with the way like you know developers they always like to do it fast and dirty and they we are definitely trying to incorporate more sustainable and more correct ways to do it. For instance, we don't cut the trees in the buildings that we do mm-hmm. ourselves. We actually move the trees. Yep. And, you know, developers don't like that because that costs money, takes time, and they don't see the point. So at some point, we got really, like, exhausted, and we just put together a little team of uh, builders and started building ourselves. But we do that for smaller projects, not for big projects like that. For houses, 
also because we like to experiment. We're doing like uh, different experiments with finishes. Um, we're doing our own salotillas, which is like uh, perforated facades. Uh -huh. So all the all that stuff you can do when you do it yourself. If you, that's why the office is so full of samples because we we're just always like trying stuff. Yeah. But um, you can't do that with developers though. Like they don't they don't take the time nor they they see the point. So that's why. And and so your office is what like it's you've got twelve people working with you now. Yeah, right? we have we have we are ten architects and one in house uh, Avenil. That's the guy that makes like all the cement uh, uh, things that you've seen there. Like we've been training them to do certain finishes. It's also a lot about trying because how to make the cement thinner. Uh -huh. You have to put add like uh, fibers and stuff like that to to try to get it as thin as possible without breaking and all those things, so. And one engineer, and that's like uh, the office kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then and then at the job site, we have like 20 other people working, but that's, that's like a team, like a construction team, yeah. So this is the park. And here, these are lots, and they're gonna be eventually developed. And from here to interior, Together with the restriction here, we, we go around here. Uh, that's gonna stay green and untouched. So we have an outdoor amphitheater actually going out there that's uh, planned for like events, whatever, like uh, outdoor cinema concerts, or it's very small and cozy because it's just for, for this community. Um, we have a spa that is under construction. And we have the palapa, the yoga palapa. We call it a yoga palapa, but in the end it's like a, it's like a event place, meeting place. And that one is fully done out of bamboo. And we're gonna have a temascal for ceremonies. Cool. What, what, what is a temascal? Temascal is like um, what in the States they call, uh, I forgot then. Sweat lodge, uh, yeah, no? I, I, sweat, sweat lodge. lodge, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you basically go inside with stone, volcanic stones. They need to be extracted for a certain depth. And you put it in the fire until they are incandescent. And then you, it's like this dome that you go in very tight because it's supposed to resemble the uh, your mother, like when you're a baby. Uh -huh. And you go in there, you get all cozy with the uh, herbs, and you basically you chant and you sweat, and it's like a very old Mayan. Um, it's actually not Mayan; it's Aztec cleaning. Um, uh, event or yeah, right. And now we've arrived at the. Uh... So this is our. This is what everybody is like. It's calling it getting attention because it's yeah it's fully done out of bamboo. It was a pain in the ass to structure this uh, and to find an engineer that would be crazy enough to to go with it <laughs> because because it's actually quite minimal supports of the, the, the like how it touches on the ground. It does need some steel plate. The plate it's basically um, like a duck leg that. Each thing of this gets three metal things that uh, where this beam of uh, bamboo like goes in 
like as a sleeve, basically. Wow. So you've like stacked up bamboo to create yeah. a beam. So there's, this is actually a column. Um, it's it's basically a square column made of like uh, layers of this bamboo, uh -huh. latas we call. There's two ways to use bamboo. One is the full round thing, and the other one is you slice it in, in, in thin pieces, like we would do the wood chairs and everything, no? You slice it in thin things, and then you, you press them together, uh -huh. and that makes a very resistant beam. Yeah. So this has different structural layers, though. One is the arches that are made out of those uh, beams. Uh -huh. The other one is the inside structure, that is like the triangular. And then the outer one, it's basically a mesh. It's like a, 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 a cloth that uh, basically ties everything together. How did you, how did you work this out? Mm, well, <laughs> it's amazing. So I like Felix. I mean, I always had the, the or the thought or the wish to do like. Uh, so there was this Mexican architect that made this. Uh, kind of structures uh, with much more of these uh, petals, if you want to call it that way. But what was, he, what was his name? Uh, Felix Candela. Uh -huh. He made these uh, very nice buildings. It's like a flower kind of thing. Uh, but he made them out of concrete. And to me, what was always interesting was the part that was never there because uh, you know, in order to make the concrete, you need to make a certain structure in wood to be able to pour the concrete. So that to me was always interesting, and uh, this is basically inspired on that. But then we took it like a notch up. It's like uh, after it's like we're like, okay, so what? How are we gonna innovate? Because basically it was like a tropicalized version uh, of that. But then it's like uh, it needs to stay. It's not something that it, it's just there temporary for the concrete. So it needs to stay. So wood was really expensive. And uh, we, we also thought, well, I was never very, very fan of bamboo, bringing bamboo here, because to me, bamboo was always something that was from abroad. Uh, mm -hmm. Actually, bamboo started in Colombia. Colombia, there's a lot of bamboo, and a lot of people work bamboo very well. And actually, John Hardy, uh, to what I know, he brought a team of Colombians to teach in Bali how to build with uh -huh. bamboo. Um, so, but Mexico, there's not really... There's not really structural bamboo until I found out that actually there is. In Chiapas and Puebla, there's already big plantations of bamboo. So to me, that made the whole story possible because I didn't want to bring something from Colombia or Bali or something like that. The fact that it was already growing organically here mm -hmm. and there was a team in Tulum that uh, just started working with it made it possible that, okay, let's do it in bamboo. Cool. So what? There's local, there's like local people here with the skill base. They are not local. They are from Colombia, but they are oh, yeah. they are at the moment they are temporary here. I mean, they have built one uh, one restaurant here, and they're kind of they are partners with uh, uh, a Mexican. They have a Mexican partner, and he wants to to come here and do more and more constructions in bamboo. So we were like, okay, well, let's do it. So, yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, and I'm sweating right now, but I've yeah. cooled down a lot being in here. <laughs> What's going on there? Because I guess it breathes really well, hey? Yeah, it does breathe well. I mean, um, 
it's also that each thing, it's like a tunnel, right? Of, at night it becomes like really nice. So, however, so we did it out of uh, Palapa and this, but I think the client actually didn't like the Palapa very much. So they're oh, yeah? thinking about replacing this, this with, uh, well, you know, it's not, it, it was very nice when it did not have the Palapa, but it's also like when they put the Palapa, they just offset it way too much from the from interior the, structure. Yeah. So it looks very thick and just, it kind of lost the elegance. Just needs a little haircut. Yeah. So... And and what is palapa exactly? Uh, it's uh, basically herbs. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to call it like that. Yeah. Uh, palapa, it's it's that. It's grass. It's long yeah. grass that yeah. they use to make the roof. It's thatch roof. Yeah. It's what you call thatch roof. Yeah. Yeah, and this, the, the floor is just gonna have like polished cement and be very simple. Beautiful. Yeah. So basically, you know, basically it's, this, this is gonna be like the park uh -huh. with, with some things on it. And then, and then the developments are going to be like, like there. Yeah. And it's still not as, you know, it's still not as undense as we would like to. That's definitely true. But it's it's kind of a big step. So I think it was a good step for Tulum too, because Tulum is such a small place, and people are like always looking into the others are doing. And if something sells really well, then they come and rip it off. Yeah. And I actually do know that the fact that uh, having more greenery and less development already inspired other developments to be more green as well. And that, therefore, that makes me happy because, you know, in the end, if we all plant like a little seed. Definitely. Um, so I don't know if this is exactly the best way to come, but so this is going to be a spot. And I can show you some images about it. Wow. It's kind of a full-on thing. It's gonna be cool, though. This is like full construction zone going on here, by the way. Yeah. I'm just wandering around the site. Pretty relaxed site rules in Mexico too. So that's basically how it's gonna. It's basically a disc and it has a one public <laughs> pool on that side, and then it has. Uh, this is actually what we are looking to, which is the. It's basically you come in and you have the sauna. Uh -huh. and a jacuzzi and uh, like a water mirror where you can, you know, have some hammocks and stuff and you can get in on a pool inside. This is all water. It's going to look like all water, but you come inside and then you come outside and you are in the garden. And wow. like basically that's going to be all replanted. Uh -huh. And here it's kind of a sunken uh, vapor kind of temascal right. thing. 
Um, and we make it. We made it sunken, uh, basically to use the underground uh, temperature to maintain uh-huh. the heat inside. So you don't need to spend so much energy in like heating it up. Yeah. Um, so it's basically it's a mix between a Roman bath with a temascal with a vapor house. Wow. Kind of, kind of thing. And it's really also symbolic that you go underground and you feel kind of in a cave. A little bit what Sam was saying, like, when was the last time you felt safe, in a way? Uh-huh. Like, uh, as human beings, we have this thing about the cave, still living in the cave and kind of touching back with the invisible self. So you, you go through the process of going underground to go into this cave and there you're going to heal yourself um, it has a vapor, it has like st- a big stone in the middle that, uh, where you can bring herbs and wet herbs and then in the hot stone like uh, release the, the, the vapor basically with the smell so you, right. can do, you can run like... And are you working with like a spa designer or are you guys just freestyling all we, this yourself? Well, we did, ta- we did talk with a person that was supposed to run uh, the spa um, I mean, we are users, so we can, you know, we we can understand a little bit of what what would be like or what is like or whatever. But then, of course, we talk with people from that from the point of view of running a spa. What do they need? What are the needs? Yeah. Uh, how are they gonna run? What are they gonna do here? Uh, what kind of massages and all that stuff uh, to basically put attention to things like. Because people have massages and have oils, and actually when you go to the pool or you go to the shower, uh, you know, the oil rinses out of your skin, and it's actually, like, the water is, like, not clean anymore. So you need to, like, clean that water before you send it together with the other water. So the Because the drainage here in Tulum, although there's drainage, it's not yet the full system, so we try to take attention to that ourselves yeah. because we don't know I mean it is said that Tulum has drainage system but I, I, I don't even know what treatment plant they have you know? yeah. so uh, we use a biodigester to 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 make a pre-cleanse yeah. in this project in other projects we well in Treehouse has their own treatment plan and um, and some some projects we also uh, well yeah we run treatment plants and then we we divert it to um, irrigation. So when it's when it goes through a, a treatment plant and then a medal medal is basically like a big pot with different levels of uh, gravels, different stones and roots, different plants that filters the water. And then the water, when it comes out, it's clean enough to infiltrate. So you're really like a, a bit... You've, you're talking like an old-school architect here. Like you actually know how everything gets built rather than just trying to design things to well, make it look Well, we good. kind of had to because it's, uh, you know, that's not where I come from. There's not where Josh comes from, but we kind of, like, had to. If you... It's kind of primitive here, you know? How things get built, how things are done. And, you know, if you want to improve it, you need to, like, understand how it is done so you, you can know within the budget how you can plant your seed 
within clients' budgets because this is like these guys, you know, it's all free on like low budgets and stuff. So yeah. it's trying to do the most with the least, and it's it's kind of a missionary. Um, so yeah, sometimes Josh and I we feel a little bit like like missionaries trying to tell them that you should do things right because because we all should be responsible, no? Yeah. So well, that's it. Like, so you keep talking about improving things and sort of like trying to create examples and making things better. What? Like, yeah, that you don't have to do that. Like, you get paid either way. What makes you? Well, I want, want to sleep do that. well at night, no? <laughs> I definitely. I mean. If I would just be another, I mean, if it would be to do what everybody else is doing, I would not have been architect, I think, no? I mean, yep. the thing is, like, understanding things would be done better in some ways. And I think, you know, like, things self-define. I mean, definitely coming to Tulum, first we battled enough because we we worked with people who could not even put a wall straight, you know? Yep. And it was, like, a big task for us to understand what are the processes, how things work, and then in this side of the world, like, things also are not... It's just very prim primitive, everything. But it's also cool. It has, you know, it has their advantages. Everything is... Uh, we can do a lot of finishes that are, are crafted, uh, and we embrace that. Like, uh, uh, artisanal... Poly the polished cement here is all artisanal. It looks great. We use uh, material... Uh, it's actually uh, the sap of a tree uh, mixed into the cement to create like a nice kind of... Uh, wow. Um, are you going to see it here? It creates like a stained kind of marble-like finish. And for us too, it's like understanding that the world is sustainable not through technology, but the world is sustainable when you create a sustainable loop around it, which is... Uh, giving opportunity to people around you uh -huh. to to sustain themselves and sustain the next ones, no? So, I mean, sustainability is not only about point of view of environmental or whatever, but it's also economical, you know? And therefore, by employing other people and employing, actually, uh, manual work, yeah. you're making it possible for the community to survive. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what we try to do. So this, I'm going to take you to the first project that we did of apartments because this is already the second version. Okay. But, cool. so basically this is, uh, hola. Hola. Wow, they are really good. Um, when I started, so this is basically 12 apartments. They were kind of a puzzle because they combine with uh, the first, the ground floor have garden and the top floors are open houses. Basically we did that because uh, the apologies that existed here was like, you know, in a three floor building, you have the ground floor, the middle and the top one. And the middle is always screwed because it doesn't have either rooftop or ground floor. So we kind of make a little puzzle in order to give everybody either ground floor or rooftop. Cool. So, um, and then we use this cheap material, which is, uh, oh, everything is closed. Uh, it's very, uh, it's local. It's just like... Hola. 
tree, trees from little small trees from the jungle, right? It's not. It's bushes. It's bushes. not even. It's like uh, this is. You go into the jungle, and they yeah. actually they, there's just so much that you you should in order for them to survive, you actually need to clean. It's also very cheap material, and so we use it as a facade. Cool. It's good because it creates privacy and allows ventilation. And these are so this is the ground floor unit. And what I was telling you by creating like a pedestrian pass, I mean the landscape here sucks. Uh, we already asked the landscaper we're gonna fill it in more. We're gonna go to the other project so you see exactly how we lush it a lot. Um, because you have to, because there is going to be another building. So the idea is like to create barriers of vegetation, so then you can have your own space, and uh, you know, you can just leave yourself in the jungle, no? Mm -hmm. So this is the school. This is local stone. It's a local stone. And uh, yeah, and the wood is also Tzalan, you probably know it. We totally made the wrong choice on the color of these guys because they came a different color from the sample. Oh, really? But then we screwed up on that. And so that's the corner and this is the middle unit. So they all have like a, a small plunge pool and garden front and back and they all pocket the doors so you can open totally to the exterior. Right. Looks like a nice way to live. triplex actually. So this one has rooms above okay. and then a third bedroom above. And what we do is like, again you're gonna sit in the other one, all this is planters so actually the plants grow kind of tall so you don't really have like the, you still feel a little bit like protected. The landscaping, I mean something that we do is that we definitely design a lot with the landscape and therefore it is important for most of the times we end up like planting the stuff ourselves because we are also not so happy with the landscape. Okay, so that's the bedroom, one bedroom and the shower and the bathroom. And so this is the kind of project that you have, you've designed it but there's a builder who Take care of it all. Yeah, they built, we, we just designed. And, ha and how is that process for you? Like, do you, does it, does it get built the way you want it to, or do you have to be outside a lot to? No, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not, definitely there's way more attention when we'll build it ourselves, but that's why we only build like small, smaller buildings. So this is like a third bedroom, uh -huh. and it has the pool, like a big pool. And that's what people want here, seems like. Yeah, private, they, they, private yeah pools. everybody wants pools. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, you know, this, this is apartments they sell for location, basically, that's what it is. 
And so these are mainly like investors buying these and then renting them out to people? Is that what's going yeah. on? Yeah, basically. Ooh, what's, what's this space up here? This is uh, day bed there. Uh -huh. Just a bit, it's like a... And it's just for stargazing. In fact, like this is a little trick that we do. We did it in Papaya too, where we sunk like a little terrace in the angle of the Palapa. Yep. So you can put the day bed here, and it's just that you get the view to the sea and you get like overview. Wow. And at night you, you actually get, like it's really amazing, the, the all stars and everything. Yeah, this is nice while you can enjoy it. Probably in five, ten years you can enjoy it. Yeah. I... Why do you say that? Because it's just developing too much and without criteria. Yeah. And I mean, even though we are here for a while and been working with these guys, I mean, it, it's very tiring, you know? It's yeah. very tiring to to try, I mean, I, it took us like four years to convince these guys to make this in a different way, you know, like it, that's money that no one is paying you and you're just like investing so, no, your time trying to we came up with like many different ways to resolve it um, and and no, everybody wants to build something really fast I mean, we, we are slower than most architects uh, are here and just because we we want to do things right, you know, and things to be well done, they need to have their time. I mean, you know it. You're saying you're working on this project for <laughs> four years or something. Is it? You know, things take time, and just Tulum is developing faster than what we would like. Yeah. And without criteria, I mean, I can if you go around, we spend a great deal of time moving trees, and you have to basically spend a couple of months. You have to tie them up. And for a couple of months, you have to go every day, put water, and once a week, you need to go put like something for the roots so that it reestablishes the roots. Uh, it's kind of a lot of work, you know, and yeah. most people, they don't do it. They just clean the site and then plant, and then plant palms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it was interesting what you said before about um, examples. I mean, um, I actually, so yeah, I, I was living here six years ago, six years since I left. Yeah. And I'd heard the rumors of how bad it was going to be when I came back, but it's actually better than I was expecting it. Really? Yeah, because somehow there were enough examples and enough sort of taste in those examples and sort of enough consideration and thought that they set it on a better direction than where I was expecting it to go. You know, like it was quite tacky, I felt like when I first got here. Yeah. And the beautiful, simple, but somehow the trajectory of tacky wasn't necessarily going to take it in the nicest way. But yeah. at least it feels like there's some taste and consideration and everything. Um, although there's obviously lots of improvement. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But it, it, did, it does feel to me like... The, the effort that people go to of creating examples does um, it help. Yeah, I, I am very aware of that because, I mean, where we go now, I mean, it's very simple. There was, when we started building Artia, there was basically four buildings built uh -huh. and they all have one identity. 
and you can you can it's very easy to see one and the other and then you see the developments how they are going now i mean i see floor plans and uh from the architectural point of view yeah like a lot of parts of that building were taken apart into others no mm -hmm. and that's okay uh, that's good um people are, you're right i mean you know if Tulum really put it on a lot of level, like bringing architects, bringing designers, and one way or the other, like, unless you work with a really... I think most of the problem here, and I tell you this because I did come from there, uh, it is that most of, like, let's say, big architects, a lot of developers come from other places and they hire architects in other places that never came here and actually understood. Yeah. And it, actually, I do have a lot of people coming to me asking if I can fix their buildings because they feel it's not very too long. I don't do that, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. I don't do that, but uh, it's interesting because Tulum does have a particular kind of energy mm -hmm. that manifests in many ways. I mean, and what you're saying is very true because Tulum is very different from Playa. Yeah. But um, I'm still not fully aware that Tulum is not going to be like Playa because this is like a nicer area. But yeah. if you see, there's one area growing aside of it where that's like war zone there, you know? And here we're trying to keep greenery and make an example, plant a lot of like different... Uh, plants that are from the region mm -hmm. and and other people they don't do it but this I actually want to, wanted to tell you in the in the Palapa uh -huh. these red trees that you see there uh -huh. and this guy yeah. they're part of the Mayan legend but, uh -huh. uh, but so that's Chichen and this is actually a poisonous tree Okay. and this is Chaka which the sap actually heals you Right. From from the poison of that tree. So that tree wow. burns you, uh -huh. and this tree heals you. <laughs> and the legend says that there's two brothers that were in love by the same woman, and uh, they make like a duel, duel, you call that? That yeah. they kill each other for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're both dead. They both died. And the good brother was the Chaka, and the, the bad brother, like, they both grew as trees. The bad brother was the Chechen, which is a poison tree, and the Chaka heals you from the... From the battery. But what is amazing about Chacado is not only that it heals you from Chechen, is that that you cut a piece of trunk and plant it somewhere, and in six months you have a tree. It's pretty. No, 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 no. It's pretty amazing how it. Uh, so, actually, one thing that. And it's just from here, it grows here everywhere. So, when you want to reforest it, it's actually pretty simple to. To do it. Just the one that heals or both of the trees? Um? Just the one that heals or the poisonous one does the same? Just the one that heals. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So now we go to Arpia, which was the first brother of the building that we were just in. So, um, what if we're to sort of try and protect this place, what do you think the solution is? 
go back to 2012 when we all lived in Papaya, doing <laughs> hippie things, working on, working on sandal with sandals and stuff. Yeah. Just a happy community. <laughs> That's that would make it. So this is like the brother brother of the building, the the bridges. Okay. That's where it started. And oh I mean, wow! Come on. Yeah, you see, like the basically in all the levels, there's planters, uh-huh. and the idea is that you know the green really takes over. And from there, you actually go into the apartments, and it's pretty private. So you think maybe the solution is just to go back in time? I don't think <laughs> going back in time. I think it's getting the right people together. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, the right people left because of lack of solutions. So basically, this this is it. I mean, in the other place, it's supposed to like, you know, the landscape is really important. We draw a lot with the landscape, and uh, hopefully, in the other place, uh, I mean, all these trees were here actually, uh, and we changed the project uh, in order to incorporate some in the stairs, and then and then this like the the middle size we planted, and that's basically to provide privacy from from the gardens and from the. And that really works, you know, actually. From the inside of the apartments, you don't feel like, you really don't see directly in. Yeah. And not from here to the inside, not from outside to the inside. And the, the facade cutting is aging well, isn't it? Um? It's aging well. The facade this, cutting. This so one, so this one, I don't know, look, I mean, so, because this was their first development and they didn't really have all the money in place. Uh-huh. They built first three, you see how they are kind of like towers? Uh-huh. They first built those three uh-huh. and then like one year later they built these four. And when they put the facade of these ones, it looked, because that one was already gray, it looked different. So they painted everything yellow, which is, uh-huh. was horrible. So now it's kind of in a weird state where it's like yellow and gray. Oh, uh, yeah. I really like better how we do it. On, so this one has no bark. The other one we put it with bark. And uh-huh. hopefully it's just going to be all gray and impossible to paint. See, this for me is the ideal color. Yeah. And that's how they should age naturally. Like not painted, not anything. Mm. But they did make a mistake to paint this one. So they, they look rather weird. I and, still like it though. And, you know? and the concrete thing, do you think there's a better solution? Oh yeah, for sure. For no, concrete uh, definitely is not the best. The best one. Uh, we've been we've been trying to look for the client that wants to do some kind of full. So we've been doing these samples now of rammed earth with local limestone dust, and hopefully we get like a client that allows us to do that. You know. Cool. How tall do you think you could go? I don't know. I don't know. But I think it, it can, I mean, we're still going to, it's the same thing, you know. It's, uh, you probably, you're going to need some, some uh, vertical reinforcement here and there. But most of the, the walls could go. I mean, for ram earth, you could probably do like fully like that, like one level. I think mm-hmm. I would be comfortable. I'm not be comfortable to do it two levels unless like, it's just that who's going to engineer it, you know? Yeah. There's, there, there's, there's not the people here to do it. There's this Austrian guy, um, Martin Reusch. Have you seen him? No. I have to show you what he does. He's, he's doing, like, four-story buildings out of Earth. That's great, but do you have hurricanes there? <laughs> because that, that is the thing so. here. 
it actually became also uh, earthquake zone one. Yeah. But there's the hurricanes. Yeah, right. They have earthquakes Hurricane. here too. Well, there was one in 2014. That was the first. And then from then they changed the regulations to... Right. It was very light. Mm -hmm. I felt it though. I think he's getting through the earthquake stuff, but... Uh, yeah, I don't I'm, know about how it can. It can be very... I mean, it just... You know, uh, I don't know if it does exactly... There's a lot of stuff being done in natural cements, uh -huh. uh, including some kind of like crazy stuff, like something that the ants do mm -hmm. with some tattoos and, and stuff like that. Um, it's also depending, you know, even if you, for instance, we made different samples. Uh, sample that was, because as I said, there's no dirt here. So we, we use the sand that comes out of the grinding of the, of the stone. Mm -hmm. And it's not the same thing because the the dirt gets into mud and it's yeah. somehow bonding. Mm -hmm. The dust of the stone, it's not really like that. So we're trying to work it out. And um, we made three samples, one with 25% cement, one with 50 and one with 75. So there's always a percentage of cement there, mm -hmm. but the point is, if we win a building, could reduce the amount of cement to 25%, that would be already like totally. a great thing. And the other one is like, yeah, going totally old school and going to, to Cal, which is the white the uh -huh. thing that sure. That would be the best. Uh, but again, I mean... It would be expensive, I guess, would it? It would be expensive because it's not a commercial, it's not anymore like a commercial product. Yeah. Yeah, they'd have to learn how to do that. Yeah. Interesting. Dirt, dirt bags, like sandbags, construction. We looked into a lot of things. And um, so now we're finishing like this big round of, of projects mm -hmm. and big projects. And I totally regretted already that I mean, ideally, what we would like to do is like we are our own clients. We do whatever, whatever we want, and and then you sell it, and then you can do things right, and people will appreciate it after it's done. And yeah, know. the problem is that to get there, yeah, you need to go through some steps first. We're just gonna run away, run, run here through a house we built, and then we have a lot of houses in construction, but I don't think that's so. I mean, it's basically one that is starting to have the finishes now. Uh -huh. But I'm not sure, you know, I'm interested in this. So this house we also did. It's a pity we can't go inside because it's actually a really nice house. Uh, this is like a greenery that was, it's like a donation land. So basically whenever a big developer does like a all full urbanization, he needs to donate areas to the, to the city. Okay. And it's planned to stay that way. So the house actually, it's developed like like a, a barcode, like a bar, and it opens fully to the garden. And even you don't see it because there's this stone wall. That stone wall is actually interrupted for to open it to that, that greenery. Oh, so wow. it was kind of a tricky way for us to, you know, increase their lot. Even though they don't own it, they look at it, and then we planted a lot, like a uh, lot, so for privacy things. But yeah, and all this, all this stone is actually the stone that no one wants to buy because it's kind of the waste. 
of wow. all the nicely cut stones. And um, but it's and a it big Yeah, yeah, it's nice inside. Although I don't really like the furniture that she put in. But. <laughs> I think we should all, you know, ideally, we should all just reuse buildings that are already built. Like what Treehouse did was very nice, you know, basically from something that's already done. Yeah. You can you can turn it into a nice thing. So shall I drop you off at Azulik, which is this art gallery? Sure, sounds great. I'll um might wrap the podcast up there. Thanks so much. Thank anything you. anything else you wanna say? Uh, I don't know, come back soon. Let's try to do something in together here. Sounds good. With anybody else that wants to be involved in making of this a better place? Tulum could be amazing, you know? It could really, it has the potential to be amazing, but it's just, it got the right people together, but we're just not enough to get out there, I think. Follow button to keep up to date as we release more podcasts. Ciao.